who knows what could be going on. I would hope it, that if it is over, then like you said, it does come back to her cycle because I think they have potential to be a very long lasting couple. And I like when couples get together. I think when you have your Mr. Fantastic and Sue Storms, when you have your Gene and Scott, you know, you have some that like stand the test of time. They're going to go through their issues. They're going to fight in Scott's case. They're going to cheat, but they're going to get back together and they're going to prevail no matter what. And I don't think we've ever really had that for the black couples. And of course you can use storm and black Panther as an example, but look at them. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah i prefer something a little more photon and Lumo. i think i think that one works for a lot of reasons for them to get along they have the interest they have the power i think even blue marvel has No, like it has everything that you want. Morgan's fine. <laughs> it's like it's like, oh, you got Betsy fighting Morgan LeFay. Covenant uh Akaba's gonna come back and probably cause some like mischief in the terms of her being Captain Britain and how everybody in Britain sees her. She'll probably fight, use her powers. Peggy Carter's gonna show up. Captain Carter don't do nothing but fight. See. It's gonna be a good time. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> we will see. We will. All right, y'all. Welcome back to another relaunch. Uh, this week, I am Coriander, the Starfire, the alien superstar. Mm, she's been having, like, some good moments, too, so that's really nice to see. Um, I am Jonathan, the Honey Badger. In the family. Oh, I like him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a cute little animal. You know, I'm, do you like most of the like super pets? Uh, I go back and forth. Like I see the appeal, and I kind of like like when they have those specials where they put all the animals together to go on their little weird adventures. Because I'm like, oh, that's just different and strange. But mm-hmm. it also depends on the type of animal they got. Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of Cosmo, that astronaut dog. Oh my god, I don't I know why. Cosmo is one of my favorite <laughs> ones. I love Cosmo. <laughs> oh, no. Like Cosmo I think he's a cute hilarious. dog. I don't know why. He's like hilarious. He's Russian. He makes jokes. He is Russian. He's fun. Actually, <laughs> yes. 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 He's fun. Um, do you like Lockjaw? I don't like Lockjaw. But it's, and it's crazy because I really like Bulldogs. Mm. But I don't know. It's just something about Lockjaw. He's just too big for me. It's like you need to sit down somewhere. You know, I like, I don't like the cat that um, Supergirl has. Or did she have mm, a bull? I ain't no shadow cat. I ain't no shadow cat. Somebody got. Oh no, Carol has a cat. Cat, okay, Captain Marvel has a cat. Yeah. Supergirl had the horse. I don't like Carol's cat. But mm, the flurkin. You don't yeah. like it? It's a, like a, a monster. That's weird. Doesn't really do it for me. Um, I like <laughs> Jeff the I like the shark. He's cute. Yeah, he's cute. Um. I guess I didn't realize so many people have pets. Everybody got it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's, I think it's the thing that's supposed to like ground your superhero at a point in time. It's like, you know, if they don't have anything else, you know, no got chains, no got kids, they need something to take care of and be responsible for. Mm-hmm. Give them a pet. 
the night has hay. Um, it's like a three-legged dog. Oh. She's cute. Everything over there is very nice right now. So. I was going to say, he's boring. That sounds like whatever. Okay. <laughs> anyway, how are you? <laughs> um, I'm all right. I've been doing better. You know, honestly, this week was kind of hard for me, not in terms of anything like serious, but I've been going to the gym again, as I frequently do. I don't know why I said again, like I'm there all the time. <laughs> But I've been changing the way that I work out. I realized it's actually getting colder here in the city. Um, so it's winter. It's time to get ready for the spring and summer body that you kind of want to debut. So I've been spring, doing summer. some new things. I've been adding weights to my uh, like chest presses and things like that. And I've just been very sore, a little bit achy. So I'm dealing with that. But other than that, I'm good. How are you? Honestly, inspirational because I need to get back into the gym because I'm want to build it up for, like you said, for like the spring, summer, you know, hot girl season. So you got to do know, that now. I tell people all the time, you actually don't really even have to work out that much. It's really all about what you eat. I think that's always going to be my biggest problem. I don't like cooked <sighs> food, as well, I've said neither. multiple times. And so it's like managing my own diet. I'm going to order it. <laughs> okay, like, baby, like. Uber Eats is up there. I I, I hate when I go to Uber Eats. It's pizza. like, Keenan, you're like in the top 3% of this restaurant. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, quiet. Can you turn that down? But I don't know. We'll see one day we'll get it. I have realized, again, we're getting older, so my body has changed. I don't really like to eat a lot of the same things. I used to be a super, super big person on sweets. Like, after 30 minutes, if I didn't have something sweet, I had attitude with everybody. So I like kept candy, kept uh, chocolates and stuff on me at times. I don't do things like that anymore. Mm-hmm. I eat something now, I'm like, ooh, I can't do this. It's, it's too sweet. Yeah, we it's know. too sweet. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting old. I used to be able to like mound my plate like so high full of food mm-hmm. and it was like, yeah, and smash. Now, that's Take it away. <laughs> Take it away. Can I get it to go, please? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and get into the updates of the week. Um, we've got some fun stuff here. So up first, there was the Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse trailer that came out. Uh, did you watch it? Oh, yeah. Yes, absolutely. It looks great. The It opens with Miles having this very heartfelt talk with Rio, which lets me know once again, this movie gonna make me cry, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm preparing myself for that. Um, and they were obviously very pointed sometimes with the words that were uh, what Rio, his mom, was saying, and what was being shown, like when she brought up love, and it would bring up uh, Spider Gwen. So I'm assuming they're gonna have some kind of relationship there. Um, like all the Virginia ones again. I know. Um, I like him with. I think her name is Starling. She's like oh, she hot. got on the she got the bird outfit on. Yeah. She's cute. Um, and to add, you know, drama to it, she is the vulture's granddaughter. Oh, I didn't know that. You know, get a little That's spicy. Really they, you know, you always date the villain's daughter, granddaughter. That's true. A spice. Uh, but yeah, this trailer had a bunch of cameos from so many different Spider-Man from this PS1 Spider-Man I saw in there, mm-hmm. which I thought was really cool. I mean, them using the same kind of uh, graphics for that was really awesome. Um, all different variants. It looks like uh, Chris Anka was a part of the team for that, designing all those different costumes for all of them, which was really cool. I will um, admit, I didn't know what was... a lot of the spiders were. I would be real. That's fair. I know you don't they... dip over into the 
or it's too, I saw, too much. I saw Miguel, Spider-Man 2099. Yes. I saw Jessica Drew, Spider-Woman, Detective Extraordinaire. I saw... I'm not going to lie. This is the first time I've ever cared about her, ever. Shout out to them for that design. Jessica Drew? I, yeah. I don't ever really care about Spider-Woman. I've never cared about her. Sorry to the Jessica Drew fans out there. I love Jessica Drew. She's a fun character. She has some good comic book runs. I like her. But this Jessica Drew is superior. I'm going to give you that. I, 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 I totally understand. I'm not going to like hold it against you. I'm not arguing. I also like Jessica Drew. Yeah, this one is, is giving a lot. I like that. Um, yeah, I'm definitely excited for this movie. Um, I can't wait for it to come out. If we'll be watching it, we'll definitely be talking about it here. Yeah. Uh, it looks like Miles is going to be taking on all the other spiders, so I'm excited to see the action and all that stuff there. Miguel got to get it out the way because uh, he, he, he sla- he slept <laughs> to the ground. And, and he won't. <laughs> we won't be moved. But no, beautiful trailer, like great animation. I'm really excited for it. I feel like it's going to be just as good, better than the first one, and that was already extraordinary, so... Shout out to them for, like, staying with it. Yeah, very high for it. Um, up next, we staying into the Spider-Verse. Uh, Donald Glover is set to star and produce a Hypno-Hustler spinoff film. And Hypno-Hustler is a Spider-Man villain. Now, I know that previously I was very confused about if Sony could truly build a universe just off of Spider-Man. Like... It's just one character. Like, you can't go out too far, you know, because it's only just him. And this is really proving my point. Like, <laughs> what are we doing here with a hypno-hustler movie? Why not? I don't know. Any other character? I don't know who that is. And when I Nobody saw does. I was like, wow, that's crazy. But I don't know. Didn't they also do something like that with Bad Bunny? Yes, he's going to do something with, like, a luchador villain or something like that sony look like they're giving out anybody that's like you know <laughs> got their own say, production I, company and want to do they, something <laughs> i think they're just at this point where they're just kind of like you know what we don't really have a lot to work with so we just gonna work with what we do and we just gonna make it work. <laughs> yeah hopefully they probably hoping to like hit again with uh venom but i think that's just venom he's very popular he is which is still so crazy to me whenever I think about it. Morbius didn't do it for the people. Which is <laughs> it did not. <laughs> it did not. But no. maybe they're going to keep trying. Hypno Hustler. I don't know. Starling might get her chance to make get a movie, maybe. Whatever happened to that? Remember they were doing that Silver Sable and Black Cat movie? I yes. think they canceled that. Yes, it got canceled, but that was supposed to be directed by Gina Prince Brightwood, you know who just did the woman king and she did the old guard and all that stuff. And so there was silver and black. She was signed up. She was ready. That was going to be hot. That's the moneymaker. They need to get that back on the docket. That is true. Yes. Or, you know, maybe we got to scoop her up until MCU. Cause I don't know what's really going on. <laughs> <laughs> she, she will also oh, be for, um, a midnight angels project. Oh, yes, she would. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Let's let's bring her over to that side. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know too much we're doing at Sony. It's not looking too shaky, too good over there. Um, 
All right, going over to some DC news, we found out that uh, James Gunn and Safran have a DC announcement coming, um, and Gunn has said that they're going to be having a young Superman, and he is currently writing the project. They haven't found a director yet. Um, Henry Cavill will no longer be playing Superman. Um, This comes right after he just announced that he was going to be coming back as Superman, um, about two months ago, back in October. So this is very jarring. I'm sure he feels betrayed. I know that I would. Um, <laughs> I would feel like the people set me up. <laughs> you know. Um, you know. Shout out to him though, because it does seem like he was able to kind of bounce back. He just got a offer to do, I think, Warhammer for forty thousand. He is. I don't going know to what be- that was. He yeah. announced that. I was like, oh wow. It's a video game. It's like a, uh, I think it's like a turn-based kind of video game. And he's actually kind of a big nerd. And it's mm-hmm. wild that like he um, allegedly like left Witcher because he didn't like that they weren't following the books and that they were like mm-hmm. really changing a lot of stuff with Witcher um, after season two. And um, you know he's been basically begging to be Superman. So it looks like yeah. he just really cares about these like. Kind of nerd I did projects. see a bunch of tweets saying that apparently he really likes the Warhammer series, and I guess he does mods and stuff with them on his Instagram. Yeah. Um, again, I still don't know what it is, but you know, I still feel bad for Henry because they're just tossing this man around like a beach ball, and he is really trying to give his all to something, and they keep playing with him. But shout out to this series and shout out to Amazon Prime. I do think their stock is rising a little bit in terms of the content they're putting out. I wish their user interface would change a little bit. It's still kind of like, eh. But mm-hmm. they've got some stuff, and I really do hope this works out for him because I genuinely feel kind of bad at this point. Like, I don't know the man, but it's almost like, <laughs> what's going on with you? <laughs> like, somebody got a, like, hex on you or something because it's just not working out. I remember they tried to make Man from Uncle a thing that didn't go well. You got this Witcher debacle. You got the Superman debacle. Now he's trying with this. And so it's like, please, fourth time, let that be the charm the hierarchy of the DC universe is shifting. And, and you know, again, who was The Rock talking to? Like, why were you just saying these things <laughs> with no real basis, no facts, no backing? You're just, like, telling people this stuff. You get Henry all excited, who also needs to fire his agents. Because why would you let him quit that Witcher job with nothing lined up? <laughs> that is a good-ass point. Because you should never quit something, you know, without having it lined up. And he just bounced on the whim that he was going to put that cape back on. <laughs> like... Please be serious, sir. Like, give me something in writing that says, oh, yeah, he signed on. He's locked in. Ten movies, five years. Like, something. Nah. He was just like, oh, okay. (laughs) They answered my call, so I'm going to go back over there. (laughs) Well, um, it also looks like Henry Cavill and Gal Gadot's cameos have been cut from The Flash. Allegedly, these cameos that they had in The Flash were going to be setting up future movies but obviously as we know the the ODCEU as we know it is kind of being washed away um so and in my opinion it needed to be done like it's taken way too long if they were going to really establish something like and like really push it going forward they have to just get rid of all of it you can't just say oh well we like this person and we like that person let's try to you know piece together what we can no just wipe the board as soon as that man left, they should have cleared everything. Mm-hmm. 
as soon as he was out, it was just like, oh, this was your vision. That's not what we wanted to do, clearly. <laughs> That's why you <laughs> <laughs> But instead, they said, no, we just going to, like, try and morph it into something else, and it don't work. So, yeah, no. clear deck. It needs to be happy. I still don't know if I, like, wanted it to be James Gunn clearing the deck and setting the new pathway, but if I hear something about Zaytana, we'll see. They unveiled a new logo, allegedly. Um, I think DC hasn't officially put it out yet, but it looks like it is a new logo for DC Studios, which is the film uh, version for all the DC movies and stuff. And it looks like it's it says DC and Studios in the middle of it, and on both sides are the Justice League, but it is the it looks like the new 52 art of mm-hmm. the Justice League, and it's that lineup minus cyborg so you see green lantern um aquaman uh wonder woman batman uh did i say green lantern already superman superman and um the flash Mm. and it's interesting you know we've talked about it actually just recently last week about you know the justice league having those tentpole characters and we said these six were the tentpole character and that seventh slot is kind of yeah It'll be interesting to see who they decide to have be that seventh slot, you know, at DC Studios. Mm. I don't know. There's a lot of viable options, I feel like. I feel mm. like it's also such a horrible thing that <laughs> we just got to... Only one more spot. <laughs> <laughs> to everybody else. Good luck to everybody else. <laughs> but my favorite thing, and I'm also going to be excited when they get rid of Aquamala. Let's close that door. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, look, it does seem as though they are going to be kind of trying to really build up these characters. Um, when Gunn talked about writing the young Superman, it sounds as though it is... Not, you know, Superman as a 11-year-old kid on Earth. I think it is like Superman as he's just getting started out in Metropolis. Um, so it would have been interesting to see that. I don't know how I feel about stories like that. I mean, that's not true. I don't know how I feel about stories like that for Superman. Because I feel like with the year one Batman type of situation, it works because all of those villains were like there, they're crazy, they're a lot older than him anyway. The crime thing is like a big part of that in Gotham. Mm -hmm. Superman year one, I don't know. I feel like most of his stories are just taking place when he's an adult. Like that's when he's meeting everybody. When he gets the reporter job and he actually starts to get in there. Who is he fighting early on? But I think that is is the young Superman that we're talking about. Like when he's first getting his reporter job and first, like, being Superman. Oh. Isn't that what Henry was doing? Not really. His Superman was, like, just starting out. He was really coming to terms with the power. You know, that's why he had to let his dad die because he couldn't reveal himself. And I guess he just looked older than what <laughs> <Yeah>. I think. <laughs> 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 I think he just looked older because I'm thinking Superman at like, I don't know, 25 and Henry gave 35. That's fair. But <laughs> I, think, I think in theory he should have been 25. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, yeah. 
maybe they might be leaning more towards that visually then. Uh, that makes a little bit more sense. Ageism, you know. It's a thing, yeah. <laughs> we'll see, though. Um, I'm interested to see how they really build out all these characters. Give me mm-hmm. John Stewart. Matter of fact, if you're listening to this gun, I know you like to peep onto things. Um, just go ahead and scrap that TV series and just make it a movie. Let's go give the full budget to a John Stewart movie. I would appreciate. I can see it. that happening. Yeah, let's get that on the docket. All right, let's go ahead and take a break, and then we'll come right back. Cool. All right, all right. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back for the comics of the week. Now, um, it was still a little bit of a light week for me. I'm not going to lie to you. But uh, yeah. there were a couple of things. I think things that, are kind of winding down. Yeah, we are you getting know. to the end of the year. And then, like, story. I've noticed that a lot of books either seem to be ending or kind of, like, shifting over to an event of some type to tell a story. But, like, you know, getting ready for the summer. Spring and summer yeah. events around the corner. But we did have a couple of things that came out. Some uh, quick mentions. Legion of X number eight came out. That continues to be, like, the story of Nightcrawler and everything going on in Morocco with those people in the spark. Invincible Iron Man number one also came out this week, which uh, aren't you an Iron Man fan now? Whoa. (laughs) Relax. Um, I I liked some of the the writing on the last run was good and interesting to me. I didn't say I wasn't a fan. I okay. I was only uh, I was only there because Korvac was there. Okay. I don't know. I thought maybe you were picking that up and checking that out. But if you are interested in Iron Man, he had another one that came out this week. And uh Batman Incorporated number three, that is a story featuring Ghostmaker. Everybody should go and support that because that is an A-list character who has like a bunch of characters following his design aesthetic. So shout out to that crew for creating him because he's a trendsetter. Um but <laughs> all the time but uh for like the big main books of the week we had two like really big ones the first one was a huge one that a lot of people have been waiting for monica rambo photon number one written by eve ewing with um excuse me art from luca maresca and ivan Torelli with some of the pages as well and it's monica's time this is actually your girl i'm gonna let you go ahead and lead it tell us how you felt about this i honestly love this issue like you know i have been bitching <laughs> for <laughs> quite a few yeah. weeks now about like missing missing superheroes and like you know powered characters and really kind of out there doing their thing and this really felt like that coming back to my comic pull list which is so great to see um you know this issue opens up with monica talking about one of her greatest fears with how it used to be water um and because previously that's how she lost her powers Um, because she transformed, I think it was, into electricity while she was in water, Um, or like something with water. I think it was an ocean or something like that. She ended up uh, losing her powers that way and like really lost being the leader of the Avengers. But now she's like, I ain't scared of that no more. Like, that's nothing. And she's zipping around all of the... She's going to get a chopped cheese, which I thought was great. She's in New York. Um, I have to give it up to Eve Ewing in this because... Um, not only here in the restaurant, but outside, uh, there's this elderly elderly couple who's still calling Monica Captain Marvel um, mm-hmm. and talking to her. And they're Black characters, but they don't sound corny. Like, 
they truly just sound like black people. It didn't give you, you know, Wu-Tang Clan or uh-huh. um, some <laughs> random forces dialogue. <laughs> Not the Wu-Tang Clan. You know, that is Jackson's favorite musical group. <laughs> like, be serious. <laughs> <laughs> that makes no sense. Um, but yeah, I really do appreciate her like writing these black characters. And yeah. they just sound like black people. They don't really sound corny at all. Um, so that was great. We get a rundown of her history. And then we see that uh, Sword asked her to like retrieve this uh, Star of Hala or something. Um, and I'm not going to lie. I don't really like her being too connected to like Hala and like Captain Marvel stuff. I want her to have her own thing, but whatever. Um, you we gotta, you gotta set the base, and then from there she'll find it. Yeah. Um, uh, so we see her. Uh, they, she had to deliver this to Doctor Strange and Wong, and uh, there ends up being this attack outside. Spider-Man shows up. They, she does these really cool things with her powers, uh, blasting, and Spider-Man is like, you know, I'll come over to help you. She instantly goes into Avengers mode and is, you know, barking orders, and he's like, um, I didn't come over here to be told what to do. I just came to come and help you. Um, and, you know, it kind of really shows you that Monica has always kind of put herself in this kind of field leader position, and that's where she just instinctively goes back to. But now she has to figure out, like, oh, what am I when I'm by myself, when it's yeah. not me on the Avengers team? Um, because it's this solo Monica right now. Um, yeah, and then we see later she's talking to her parents. She gets this weird, like, permission from this villain that says, like, she's going to ruin the universe. Um, she gets this. Do. Before she has a call with her parents, she actually gets a call from her cousin, <laughs> who... I thought was a great touch in this story because it's her gay cousin and he's talking about his boyfriend and mm. how he how he doesn't treat him right. And you could just tell that he is not gonna break break up with this man. <laughs> he's still gonna stand right beside him. I was like, get this out of my face. Why am I reading oh, this? <laughs> it sounds like a lot of things that's hitting real close to home in real life. So I really like that conversation a lot. Um, and but later on, she does end up having a talk with her parents. They mention how you know Adam Bashir isn't in the picture anymore, which I don't really know how I feel about that. Um, I enjoyed like watching their relationship grow, you know, him being into her, but her being like, You just like my powers, do you like me? And mm-hmm. he was like, Yeah, was like, no, which... I like you, <laughs> I <can't be> But don't forget, I got a step wife. Okay. <laughs> I got a couple of kids. <laughs> but we see here that they are no longer together. Um, it's inter- it's so jarring because she's literally rocking his vest in Thunderbolts. Um, so, and I did really appreciate like them as a couple, as a black couple. But I understand that, like you know, in most solo runs or kind of in comics in general they don't really let these characters like have relationships. They always like break them up, you know, um, hopefully blue Mara will become her, her cycle one where they always put them back together, you know, mm-hmm. uh, where the next run will just say, Oh, you know, there was a bad memory or he was just gone in space or something. Yeah. something. Um, Cause I did like them together, uh, but she ends up flying off into space because she's like, I need it. Like, some breathing room. And that was in the issue. I think it's fantastic. 
I really enjoyed the art. Her powers look great. I love this new costume. I wish her symbol was her old symbol, mm-hmm. which was like the half black and white star instead of just an all white star. This one's like kind of a little boring. Um, but love it. Yeah. Love this. Love this run. I read the issue. I liked it a lot. I really did enjoy it. I think there's a lot of interesting things that are going around with Monica. Like you said, that kind of basis of now that she's her own superhero versus being the leader of a team, even the kind of dichotomy of having all of this big power and knowing when to use it. I thought it was really interesting when she was fighting with Spider-Man and they were kind of losing. And then she just did her big power up thing and like knocked him out. And he was just like, why were you wasting all that time yelling orders if you could have just done that? And she was like, I don't know. <laughs> you know. And that's kind of something that she has to start thinking about now. Like, when do you let loose versus when do you cut back? Um, and then the stuff with the cousin and the family. I think one thing about Monica that I can recall from a lot of her stories is that family is a big part of that. And like how yeah. she deals with them and her relationships with them so that was nice to see like you said they didn't sound corny and that was also very cool (laughs) i appreciate when they sound a little bit more authentic the blue marble thing it irritated me i'm not gonna (laughs) lie for a lot of reasons um a lot of what you said i think they're just a really interesting couple they've had a lot of really cool character growth and how they kind of work together i don't think that comic book couples tend to stay around for very long but i think the ones that do are very impactful And I think they have a lot of resonance with fans. And even online, I saw like um, people kind of like getting heated about this potential breakup in the way that it was handled. And like that show you that like, oh, that was like a really big couple for a lot of people. There could be something else going on. Maybe there's like some type of shenanigans going on. We got the vision that she's going to destroy the universe. Maybe we're in some type of alternate reality. Because again, like you said, over in Thunderbolt, she is wearing his vest. So... Who knows what could be going on? I would hope it, that if it is over, that like you said, it does come back to her cycle because I think they have potential to be a very long lasting couple. And I like when couples get together. I think when you have your Mr. Fantastic and Sue Storms, when you have your Gene and Scott, you know, you have some that like stand the test of time. They're going to go through their issues. They're going to fight. In Scott's case, they're going to cheat, but they're going to get back together and they're going to prevail no matter what. And I don't think we've ever really had that for the black couples. And mm-hmm. of course you can use Storm and Black Panther as an example, but look at them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I prefer something a little more Photon and Blue Marvel. I think, I think that one works for a lot of reasons for them. They get along, they have the interest, they have the power. I think even Blue Marvel having kids is already something that's good for Monica because at this stage, I don't know, and maybe you're a big Monica fan. I don't necessarily know if I see Monica as the type of character sitting around and being like, oh, I'm ready to have kids right now. Or like, I want to have kids right now. And so it's like, he already got his kids. And so it's like, I'm pretty sure he don't want no more. (laughs) So it's kind of, (laughs) you know, it just like, it all just seemed to fit and work. And it was like, yes, this is something you can make big and grow. But this could be like their little distance time. Everybody Mm -hmm. gets it, I guess. Yeah. We'll see who we are by the end. He <laughs> Sometimes they spin the black and like you that say, he got a he got a baby mama. <laughs> but other than that, like really love the issue. I will continue to read it. Um I realize I like Monica. She you know, you know, she's a powerful girl. You know how I get with them super powerful girls sometimes, but like yeah, yeah. I see the vision. She's fun, she's a good time. I'm excited to see what else happens. 
Monica's my girl. I'm really excited for her to finally be getting her spotlight um, and really building up stuff for her own. Um, I really resonated with the story of just like trying to figure out like where you fit in for yourself, yeah. like where you want to place your power. Um, and just, you know, I love a good superhero story. I would give this issue honestly a 4.5 out of 5. Okay, I'd give it. I'd give it a four out of five. I thought it was very well written, good art, good time. Um, I think I would have liked just a little bit more into the, I guess the leeway of like what's going on with the villain of the story, or just like maybe an extra mm-hmm. page or something like leaning into that. Um, but other than that, yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. Mm-hmm. Everybody should use a data page or two. Don't be scared to use those. I like you know I'm an advocate for the data pages, so I think that's great. They do it. A nice that's info good. dump is totally fine. I think that's totally Every fine. Every now and again, don't make it. Don't be like Mr. E Wing and go crazy sometimes. <laughs> 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 Where if I miss it, then I gotta like do it. <laughs> Whatever. Um, yeah. And the last book on the list this week was Dark Web X Men number one, and that comes from Jerry Duggan and Ron Vice. Now I know I've been very anti-event lately because I feel like there's so many of them and I still am. I didn't really anticipate picking up Dark Web X-Men number one, but again, I had a light pool list and I was just like, I like the year two team. Let me pick it up anyway. And I got to tell you, I was so pleasantly surprised because I genuinely 100% love this issue so much. I don't know what's really going on in Dark Web, what Maddie's got going on, why she's doing what she's doing, but this issue in particular just felt like honestly an extension of the book that we're already getting it just felt like a specialized arc i do my one complaint before i get too into it is that i think it could have just been a one shot i don't really know if it necessarily needs to be three issues i feel like this is something that we kind of could have got wrapped up the issue itself has a very big holiday theme they're out on christmas taking um magic out shopping and going to like shows and stuff like that and that's when Maddie sets off in Oregon, and she basically sets off Inferno 2. All of the uh, uh, mailboxes and lights and all of the things that are in the world are turning into monsters and attacking people. Magic is like, tell us, Scott and Jean, Maddie's changed. You know, I gave her limbo. She can do this. And Scott's like, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> so um, he's like, all right, we got to go to limbo and see what's going on. Jean's like, let's grab Havoc because he's nearby. So Jean, Magic... Scott and Havoc go to Limbo. Scott tells Firestar and Iceman handle the monsters and stuff that's going on. And Spider-Man also comes in. So we get a nice little amazing friends team up. Now, I know that can be corny for some people and a little bit hitting the nostalgia feels, but it worked for me, this issue. I thought it was really good. The banter between the three was awesome. They were kind of ruining everything. They, and Spider-Man even makes a comment on it while they're fighting. He's like, we do not have complementary powers. We should not team up ever again. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Because it's like, he's doing stuff with his webs. They're going everywhere. Firestar setting everything on fire. Iceman is creating giant ice blocks he's trying to like freeze this tree that's turned into a giant monster that all the people came to central park to see and now they can't do it and they're like because he froze it so much it's not going to thaw until march of the new year and so like while they're fighting there's this guy on a bullhorn he's even saying he's like superheroes please stop helping you're making these <laughs> and they're getting booed. And Firestar says, "Are they booing us?" <laughs> and it's like, "Yes." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, she's not used to this. She's used to getting the claps." Um, so that was really well done. Again, we get back to Limbo. The group is there. Maddie throws a big mountain at him. Jean stops, and she's like, "This is a diversion. Some sleep demons come, knock the team out." 
um, Jean and Magic have been put into a spell so they can't do anything and Havoc and Scar in this cell and they're just arguing about Maddie of course because they're like Scott's like we need to get out of here I need to go find Jean Havoc is like oh let me talk to Maddie all of this she's put him back in the Goblin Prince outfit Maddie pops out puts them to sleep she's going to get what she wants and the issue ends hmm. more Madeline doing the same old same old you know, it made me realize Madeline is a good villain. She's petty. She's jealous. She's mean-spirited. She doesn't do anything but stew in her hatred and anger <laughs> trying to attack people. And it works out because all you can do is fight her. So we always talk about the X-Men need somebody to fight. Maddie's going to give you somebody to fight That's every deep. single time. I don't really understand her motivations. I don't really understand this entire event. And like, it, it was funny when... Uh, Spider-Man came to help Firestar and Iceman. He was like, what's going on? And Iceman talks about how it's this old clone of Jean Grey. And Spider-Man's like, enough said. I got my own clone problems. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> and so, <He> gets <laughs> whatever's going on in the dark web, everybody's aware. It's a mess. It's crazy. The clones are trying to get their dues. But here we are. It was a good issue, though. Rod Rice's art was amazing. It looked great. Seeing the Inferno 2 callbacks was really nice. I like seeing the mailbox try and eat a guy's arm. The issue was funny. I laughed a couple of times. He was really well placed. Again, I don't necessarily think this needs to be three issues. I think we kind of like did an oversized one shot and just wrapped it up for the Christmas holiday. But I'll be back for two and three. Four out of five. Honestly, okay. 4.5 out of five. Kinda oh, five. wow. Not even I really liked it. I like read it multiple times after I finished it. Wow. Okay. Well, check out Dark Web, y'all. All right. Well, then that brings us over to the AR Club this week. And this week we watched Wolverine and the X Men episodes 17, 18, and 19. And uh, 17 was called Code of Conduct. And it was the Silver Samurai episode where randomly. <laughs> Silver Samurai comes back into Wolverine's life and he has to fight him. Um, because of course, is this called Wolverine the X-Men? So he needs to have his own episode again. Let me so say when this episode started, I was like cleaning up. And I don't remember. I was kind of tuning in and I was like, oh, Marco's here, you know, Logan. I'm a big Logan fan. I know all about his love and all of that good stuff. He's around they talking about silver samurai i like turn my head and then i look back and i was like why is logan fighting silver samurai i was like what is going on in this episode what's happening i was like where are the x-men <laughs> i was just like so i had to like rewind Nothing. it and go back and watch and i was just like oh this is just another wolverine centric episode like oh okay because this is wolverine and the x-men and it's not the x-men and wolverine it's... wolverine takes top biller <laughs> It was it was interesting. Um, I think the little bonding moments with him and Rogue was nice. That's always like a cute callback to their relationship in the comics. I still don't like her in that ponytail. I did enjoy the aspect of seeing her like use her powers. I know that's something that you talk about a lot. You know, if she don't got the Miss Marvel powers, what is she gonna do? Here we saw her get some ninja skills, but of course Wolverine had to knock them out first. She gotta come up with something else to get that though. Yeah, see that's why I think that she should always have the mixture of the Ms. Marvel powers and the her regular touch powers, except just don't have to choose between one or the other. She should still be able to use both. Like here, you know, 
Mm-hmm. She fight ninja. She should learn how to use Bushido. So like she can't just mm-hmm. run up in there like a tank and swing around on people. <laughs> She's <laughs> she got to learn how to fight. So of course it would make more sense for her to use her powers against these ninjas and learn how to fight their way. Um, so I liked when they did that, but I wish that that she was able to still have her, you know, Ms. Marvel powers. Um, I thought this episode was an interesting, fun little, you know, homage to that uncanny X-Men issue 173 when they were rogue and Wolverine went on that mission to fight Silver Samurai. Um, (laughs) This really made me feel like this is what the MCU really is going to do. Um, or mm-hmm. was already doing really, you know, which is mm-hmm. taking, I would say, iconic moments in comic books and doing their versions of them in yeah. live action. So I really think that the MCU is going to lean that route. I wonder what changes they're going to make to certain things, but I would not be surprised if we get a a live action version of this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because in the comic, this was when Wolverine started to become cool with Rogue. You know, after not liking her for what he did to his homegirl, Carol. <laughs> yeah. Nobody liked her in the beginning. That was sad. They were really mean to that lady. They were and nasty. now look at her. Yeah, that's a girl. You know, I do love a villain turned hero. Uh, mm-hmm. The next episode was episode 18, and that was called Backlash. And I'm not going to lie to you, I actually liked this episode. Um, okay. This, this was the episode where the... <laughs> The MRD started hunting on the mutants <laughs> without warning. And like they're like taking all these people from their homes. And the X-Men like strike back and like they start to fight. Um, you know, I'm always gonna go up for X-Men versus robots. So <laughs> I, I was living for it. Especially with this one when they're fighting giant sentinels. I love when they fight the giant sentinels. Um, because again, the characters get to go all out. Um, unfortunately, they knock Storm out, you know. Yeah, that happens a lot in this show. Yeah, but they did have her later on when they were trying to, uh, you know, regroup. They were like, we got to wake up Storm. <laughs> we, we need it out here. <laughs> we need her out here. <laughs> this show is so unserious. I cannot believe it. It's just like, I was watching this episode, and I was just like, this is crazy. Um, I did like that they put so much severity on, like, oh, these are giant sentinels. They're powerful. We need to, to come up with something quick. Wolverine, your clothes yeah. ain't gonna do it. Your clothes ain't gonna do it. I also do like um, Brotherhood and X Men team ups. I like when mm. they have to, uh, when they're like kind of forced to work together. Quicksilver was getting of, his love, his appearances in, mm-hmm. his talking. He got to talk to his sister, tell her off a little bit, and to, you know. Yeah. That was cute. Both of them. He was being a little nasty towards Lorna <laughs> when he said, you know. Um, <laughs> Yes, of course she can't listen to this conversation or your little heiress will know what's really going on. <laughs> you know, the way they do Quicksilver in the comics and like in animation, it's just like this redheaded stepchild. It's kind of ridiculous to me because like, he's just like his daddy. <laughs> yeah, it's funny though. Because <laughs> he gets nasty. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I like I did like this episode. Um, you know, of course, at the end, Wolverine saves the day by just clawing the machine apart, um, which I thought was, yeah, you know, it's Wolverine. It's his also, show. So. Speaking of Wolverine, quick call back to the last episode when he was in the actual plane with Xavier and then they just started, like, training. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> what is going on in this show? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, may, it reminds you that, like, you know, 
uh, Kevin Feige is, he was like an executive producer of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, oh, did you see something like this happen in the MCU? You can wait. I don't know. I think it might not pop up with the X-Men, so she might be safe. Oh, that's true. Mine is. <laughs> she's, going next, she's going next to Magneto, though. Yeah. Um, all right, and then the last episode was called Guardian Angel, and this episode was... The most boring one of an- the entire series. <laughs> you know what? I have to say it. I'm sorry. They have been trying for literal years since its inception to say that wings are cool, and they just aren't. Like, there was a line in this episode where Wolverine was fighting uh, Warren, and he's like, oh, you use your wings to save people or help people. By doing what? I was like, how? What does he do? He hides. <laughs> like, what? In the same episode, they, like, wrapped him up in the air, and it was a wrap for him. Like, <laughs> like that was Drop straight to the ground. <laughs> and again, I'm sorry, I've said it before, but like, I just do not think Warren Worthington the Third is a good character to kind of like emphasize the mutant metaphor. But again, they can do the whole thing with a lot of the white characters because at the end of the day, like, your mutant ability is your other. You know, it's supposed to be this dangerous, ugly thing. Warren's power is a literal angel. And he's like always said to be handsome. So, like, you're rich, white, handsome with angel wings. What's what's dangerous about you? Oh, His you're rich, white, handsome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> rich and white, handsome. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> but no, it was just like uh, I just. And then he had this weird, I guess, pseudo romantic relationship with Storm going on in this episode. They're like flying together. He's like putting his hand to her lips when she's trying to talk to him. He's shushing her. He's like, oh, just fly with me. She's like, oh, I need to talk to Warren. I can get people. Like, girl, what's going on? Yeah, I see. I guess I didn't pick up on bromance. Man, I was really bad at that because people were saying the same <laughs> thing about uh, Namor and Shuri, and I just didn't see that at all. But like, I just saw them as like just being friends flying and they were just like close. That to me was more weird because I was like, why was Storm be close to Angel? <laughs> Both ways, it's weird. It's just weird. And even Logan, like he was talking to like, oh, Warren, I, you're my good friend. I can't let you. They never like each other. No. If it was two people, Warren, then I like it was Wolverine and Bishop and they returned it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just I don't know they really keep trying they've tried his regular angel wings they've tried the blue um, apocalypse metal wings they've even tried giving him the more angelic look where they made him give him long hair and gave him, they gave him wings powers. of fire before. they gave him wings of fire I think and I think my thing with Warren too is again not even that he's just useless I just think he doesn't want to be there. So it's like, <laughs> why do we keep bringing him around? He doesn't want to be here, and then he can't do anything when he is here. And I think the most interesting he was was when you had the Dark Apocalypse, and he was a villain stuff. I think that kind of mode works for him. Even Archangel, that's a good visual, but it goes against what Warren's supposed to be. You can't keep him in that state because that's not supposed to be the character that he is. He's supposed to be like this regular guy with angel wings. You make him anything else, you make him evil. But I think that works for them. I think that every team when they have that one character who sometimes goes bad or goes evil, like that person can just stay evil. Sometimes, yeah, they should. Sometimes you just go, and I think Warren is a character. He works a lot better as a villain. 
And it works even better with his angel thing, the fallen angel. Oh. I could just be trying to get rid of him, but I also do genuinely think <laughs> it makes more sense. I think both things can be true. <laughs> <laughs> um, overall, what did you think of these three episodes? I think that these were probably my least favorite string of episodes. Um, the Wolverine and Silver Samurai episode was just a little awkwardly placed to me. I know, again, we keep having like a random solo episode of Wolverine, but that one just felt like really far left field. Although I do like all of those characters and I wouldn't be mind seeing them again sometime. Um, the one episode where they were fighting the Sentinels was fine, but then that Warren episode just really killed a lot of the momentum. I just, let's keep him away. Yeah, I do like his archangel design, and he's him being a villain with Apocalypse is kind of cool. Um, but out of all the episodes, the Backlash one was my favorite one. Again, I'm sorry, y'all. This car is crazy. Yeah, the designs on some of the choices. Rogue's little ponytail is <laughs> pissing me off. <laughs> and on that note, let's go ahead and take a break, and then we'll come right back. Cool. That when Lorna come back, should be there for I think eighteen and nineteen. So is that going to be a crossover or is it like just two separate things? I think it's a crossover mm. while also being two separate things. For example, like um, in in Captain Marvel. Um, the X-Men are up there, but Rogue was killed. But I think she's going to be revived back on Kakoa, and I think she's going to take a team with her to go and help mm. those X-Men out there. And I think okay. we're going to see that in X-Men. And then Captain Marvel is still just the Captain Marvel side of it. Yeah, the Captain Marvel side of it. Okay. I can deal with that. I think the X-Men sides will see them. You probably also will see, like, when they all fight, you know, the boots together. together. Yeah. Big splash page. You always got to have that. Mm-hmm. Those are great. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. Welcome back to the relaunch section of the show. And this week, we decided uh, together to relaunch someone that it's, it's time, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, time to do some, it it's time to do something else. Iconic character. Um, one of the best. And I would honestly say... Without a doubt, nine times out of ten, everyone includes him on their like Mount Rushmore of comic book characters at Marvel. Yeah. Um, and that is Mr. James Howlett, Logan, Wolverine. Yeah. And uh, we decided that you no, know, we think it's for him to kind of retire. retire. <laughs> Sit down, old man. <laughs> it's time. It's time. Um, and what better to retire than for him to open a bar? And uh, we think it would be something where, you know, he has his bar. People can come in and get the information. You can still have your Wolverine team-ups um, because you can always bring him out. But Wolverine going forward should just be Laura. And Logan uh, can always be Wolverine, but he should, like, 
move out of the way. His main space should be in this thing. I think it's interesting for Wolverine because he's a character. He's been around for so long. He's kind of done everything. He has so many hands and so many different pots with all these characters. Having him in this space with this bar and just this focal point where all the heroes can go and they know what to say. So maybe even some villains and anti-heroes, they will go and they won't cut up because they know this is still Wolverine's bar and he will take you down if you start causing the ruckus. But it's just like this safe space. (laughs) People can trade information. People can go see Logan. People can say, hey, Logan, I might need your help on this. And he can be like, no, but you can take one of my kids. Or, you know, this is actually important, so I'll go with you too. And I think it's just something that puts him in a space because... Logan is the character where he's the samurai. He's the old drunken samurai archetype at this point. You know what I'm saying? And their whole thing is when they retire or when they stop doing what they got to do, they stop doing what they got to do. They, mm-hmm. They're warriors. They've had that life. They've lived it. Let me go be cool. Let me have my bar. Let me have my tea shop like Uncle Iroh and just chill oh. and relax. Uncle Iroh's tea shop. He really and wanted Gabby, that tea shop. He did. That was all he wanted. But they kept making him mm-hmm. fight. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> <laughs> it was just like leave me was, I don't want to do this no more. I just want to serve tea. <laughs> and that's how I always look at Logan. And it's like, I think, again, the bar aspect for him is something that works. Obviously, we know Logan likes his drinks. But B, a big part of Logan, I feel like, is community. And just like the people he brings together and a good spot to do that is that type of situation for him. Oh, and he would name it like after uh, Mariko. Oh, yeah. Not Jinx. Yeah. I know a lot of people would be like, oh, he named it after Jinx. No. No. <laughs> no. It's not happening. No. Mm-mm. But I think that would be great. We'll figure out some names. Let us know what you guys think about naming it. And no, mm-hmm. don't name it after Jinx. No. <laughs> um, all right, y'all. Well, that brings us to the end of the show. Uh, please make sure you rate and subscribe us wherever you get your podcast. Um, you can watch us on YouTube at Another Relaunch TV. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at um, Another Relaunch. You can email us anything you want at anotherrelaunch at gmail.com. You can find me on most social media platforms at UncannyLZ. Keenan, where can they find you? You guys know you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Keenan Lance. As always, there's an underscore at the end. Boom. All right, y'all, let's get up out of here and we'll catch you next week. Peace. Peace out.